Um, we're in the middle of a series, and it's about actually living a life in a culture of all around us that, that may be a, a non-Christian culture, but for us who actually would say, if I choose to follow Jesus, I'm going to stand in that culture and be countercultural. Now, I don't know what life looks like for you, but quite often there's, there's a culture around us, and if we're not careful, we'll get sucked into that, where God calls you and me to be people that can live with him confidently and actually change culture. Do you believe we can do that as people? And so in 1 Peter, we want to look through that lens and go, how do we live in a culture and live in a way where we actually are culture shapers? We actually see the principles of God in the world and in our community. We can make a difference. We have an impact. And you can do that. Even if you're here for the first time, it's the first time ever you've been in church, today can be a life changer for you. You can understand that Jesus is real, he's alive, he died for you, he can live with you by his spirit, and you can make a difference in this world. I mean, I don't know about you, but that excites me, to think that Almighty God wants me in his mission, in his world, wants you in that, that's pretty cool. I want to take you back to um, my childhood, some things that sparked a memory. Have you ever had one of these desserts? It's called a parfait. Has anyone ever had any one of those? Now, as an adult, you go, that's pretty cool. As a kid, I felt they were cruel because this is what it looked like for me. You got one in front of you and it was in this glass jar and then you were given this spoon that for me seemed about this long to eat it with, which was great. And I just wanted to get through all the crappy stuff on the top you know, this kind of cream that come out of a can. You've got to get through that. And then someone puts fruit in there. And quite often there's several layers of that. And then there can be muesli under that. Who puts muesli in a dessert? And then you get right down to the good stuff, to the chocolate, and go, ah, that's what I, I want to dig down into that and have some of that. I felt that was cruel. I had to try and eat all this fruit to get down to. So you've got to dig deep. You know, lots of precious things in our world, we have to dig deep to actually get them. We do. It's just what happens. Like this, gold. We've got to dig deep to actually get gold. Do you know this was found this year in Western Australia? Who wants to go on a holiday to Western Australia right now? <laughs> Worth about $100,000. Because someone dug deep and found it. Yep. And so what about, what about water? In lots, we take it for granted. We turn the tap on. Brad, I've told, you've told stories of how you've actually gone to African villages and, and dug a well. And you dig deep. And you dig and you dig and you get to the good stuff, to the water that sustains a whole community of people. And then if I take you right back to some of your childhoods, you might remember this video clip. Can we go to the video? See if you know this song. <laughs> he knows this one. <laughs> Texas tea. Come on, you can sing along if you want to. <laughs> See, that's what I love, sitting in the front row, I can hear you singing. You know that song, Katrina. Ah, 
Oil, you've got to dig deep to get some oil and it's precious. I want to encourage you and I today to be people that can dig deep into the new identity that you and I have in Jesus. You and I have a new identity in God and it's an identity of love. You see, God is love. And you and I as believers in Jesus actually have the Spirit of God living in you, the same Spirit that created this world. You have God Almighty living in you and God is love. And we can dig deep and access that love in the way that we live our life. Or we can live pretty shallow and it looks pretty average. It's our choice. And so 1 Peter talks about this. It says 1 Peter 1 from verse 22, and we'll just go into into chapter 2 as well. It says this, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all of your heart. Now, pretty much I just want to land there today. We'll look at it in context. But what does it look like to actually love each other deeply, to dig deep, to go right down to the good stuff of who we are. See, at the core of who you are is is the spirit of Jesus, and he is love. And as we dig deep, he gives you and I the capacity to love each other deeply with all of our heart. I want to encourage us in that today. The passage goes on to say, for you have been born again. See, there's this new life that you have. You've been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. And as the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. And the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. And you might feel sometimes like your body's fading. But you are as alive as anything because of the Spirit of God in you. And it doesn't matter what's going on, you can actually tap into that deep love that God has that he's placed in you. It continues to say, because of all this, so get rid of all evil behaviour. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience of salvation. Now, you're either saved or you're not. And it all comes down to your belief in Jesus, that he is who he says he is, he's done what he said he's done. But we can grow into this full experience of it, to live with this foundation, this deep foundation, and tap into it intentionally and cry out for this nourishment now that you have a taste of the Lord's kindness. You see, I want to remind you that today you've been cleansed. Because of the forgiveness that Jesus has given you, you are cleansed. You are completely forgiven. You are set apart as holy. God sees you as holy, made right with him. I think I did just spit then. You're very game, Rosemary. (laughs) You're cleansed. You have this new life. It's eternal. It goes on beyond this life, but it's our DNA now in Jesus. You're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. It's brand new. 
from the moment you believe in Jesus. He deposits the Holy Spirit within you, within you, at the core of who you are, at the deepest point of who you are, there's Jesus through his Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to have that front and centre in the way that I think about my life. That at the core of who I am is Jesus. There's going to be a lot of stuff on the surface that I need to dig through. But at the core of who I am, at the core of who you are, is God. And God is love. So therefore we can love each other deeply. But if you're anything like me, it doesn't happen automatically. It doesn't happen by default. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of layers in me that gets in the way of that. You were cleansed, it says. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So you must show sincere love for each other as brothers and sisters. It's a requirement. It's a command. It's an expectation. We're called to do this. To love each other deeply with all of your heart. So today, can I encourage you to choose, because you have to choose it, to dig deep, to get to the essence of who you are in the way that you live. You know, I think too often we can live a superficial life, we can live a shallow life and just kind of stay on the surface and it's skin deep and and we kind of let the culture shape the way that we live and some of these behaviours, these evil behaviours can kind of exist in us. It doesn't mean that you're cleansed, but they can still be there in a sinful nature and, and quite often that's what people can see when they get in our space. And so how do we actually dig deep and choose to go deep and to live deep? And so people experience love. You know, when people are in your space, just think about this for a moment. When people are in your space, whether it's at home, whether it's at school, university, workplace, if people are just in your space, even right now, what do people feel? Do they feel love? Do they feel like you value them? Because what people feel is very important. Sometimes people will remember way more about how they feel when they're in your presence than anything that you'd say. It's about how you make people feel. And you can't, you can't fake that. It's real stuff. And if you go deep and you kind of dig deep and engage in the Spirit of God in your life, if that's genuine for you and you do that and you're intentional about that and you have strategies and training things that you do to remind you to do that, people in your space are going to feel loved. And they're going to feel valued. And I tell you what, if there's anything countercultural in our community, it's right there. And you, right now, you and me have the ability, we have the capacity because Jesus has already done the work in us, he's placed his spirit in us. You and I have the capacity to actually be present with people and for people to feel loved, loved deeply, valued for who they are, not judged about what's going on in their life, just loved because God is love and he's in you. How do we dig deep? It can be even so subtle. I mean, I'm guilty of this all the time. These things are a shocker. I can be talking to someone and in conversation and then I end up going, actually, I'm just going to text someone while we're talking. What did you say again? It's right here. How, how does Katrina feel if I'm doing that? Completely undervalued as a person. Does Katrina feel loved if I'm even divided in my 
attention when I'm present? Have you ever done it where you're calling someone, you talk to someone on the phone and the person on the other end is actually talking to someone else and trying to talk to you at the same time? Have you ever had that? Quite often I'll just hang up. Because it can be so subtle, but even real shallow things on the surface like that, or you're just talking to someone and just checking your socials while, yeah, yeah, got it, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you say yes to sometimes in conversation when you're doing that. You've got to be really careful. I mean, that's really superficial. But how often does that happen in our culture? You know, we live with people. People are around us everywhere. You know, people in your family, in extended family. There's people, in your, there's, people, there's people everywhere. That's a good thing because you have the opportunity to show love to people. Here my work in um, New Heights, often I work with teams or businesses and quite often if I'm working with a team of, of people to develop new vision or whatever, one of the most first questions I ask people is this, is something like, so tell me, what, what business are you in? And people would say, oh, I'm in law, or I'm in real estate, or I'm in, I'm in the not-for-profit sector. And you know what conversation I have with people? Can I, could I just potentially suggest that, firstly, you're in the people business? doesn't matter what you do for work. doesn't matter what you do for a job. You're actually in the people business. Jesus is in the people business. He cares and loves for people, and he still is today. And you and I are. And so can I encourage you that wherever God places you, for you have understanding that, that God actually wants me to be so active and engaged with people and to love people in a deep way. Now, in context, this passage is talking about Christian people. But it's exactly the same principle for people that don't have a faith yet. God even says, love your enemies. And so if we're in the people business, how do we, how do, we do that? You know, there's some different layers on the surface and in our world, and they're kind of underneath the surface, really. People just see Kev, but there's layers in me that are potentially there that I need to dig past, like with one of those big spoons in a parfait and just get to the chocolate stuff. Because God's chocolate, God is chocolate, is that a verse? No, (laughs) God is love. Um, But just to get down to that deep, rich love that resides in me by his spirit, because the Kev in the flesh isn't very lovely. But Kev in the spirit is full of love. So how do I dig down? How do you like there's some layers, things like selfishness. Carol spoke about that last week in the passage. Am I me focused or others focused? I've got to dig past that layer in my life. What about things like worry? I'll go. That, that can take over our thought process. We've got to dig past that, get past that, not get stuck in a layer of worry. You know, recently, I don't know if you've heard me say this, I've shared it with a few people, I felt God speak into that in my life in a very powerful way. I just read one verse in the morning, Philippians 4, I think it's 6, where it says, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. I thought that's a nice verse and journaled on it. And it was, it was cool. But I was driving to lead a retreat and God just just integrated that verse into my life and he said, Kev, you've let worry slip in. I'm not someone to worry normally, but worry for me is overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. 
I let it slip in, didn't even realize it. So now for me, that verse is like, you know, don't worry about anything. That's pretty broad. Instead, pray about, I did spit then, everything. (laughs) Pray about everything. That's pretty broad. And then it gives you a strategy. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. And then the peace of God will come and guard your heart and minds. You live in Christ Jesus. And so I've got, to, I've got to, God, I hear that and I want to dig past that. I don't want to live with that. I want to just be praying about everything. What about fear? Some people just live with a fear and you've got this layer of fear in your life that kind of puts, puts it over the spirit of God in you in a way. And it's like what people see in you, sometimes you don't even realise it, but you're projecting fear. Let's dig past that. One of the most common verses or themes in the Bible is do not be afraid. What about when you're with people all around? What about the annoyance that happens in, in your life? People just annoy you. You get on the road and people just annoy you. Why is that person driving so slow? How often do I say that, Kel? Um, it's messing up the numbers on my GPS. Come on, I want to get there quicker. We can get annoyed with people. And if we don't dig past that layer... Soon that becomes resentment with people and resentment is toxic. And we can live in this layer of resentment in our life, but we need to get that spoon and go deeper and dig deeper to the core of who we are, where the Spirit of God resides. And if we're not careful, if we don't, even we can get that anger, just the resentment turns to anger. We can live with this kind of anger in our life. That's a horrible way to live and it doesn't have to look like that. I mean, just do a quick stock take. See layers in your life that you feel like you're living in? You've got to dig deeper to get to the foundation of the Spirit of God in your life. What about unforgiveness? We can get stuck there. God wants, it's an invitation from God, and maybe it's today. Just to dig past all of that stuff in our flesh. And it's stuff that's internal and, and you might think no one sees it. But so much of our engagement with people is non-verbal. Some of it is verbal and it can be very toxic. But even if you think, yeah, I've got it sorted, just have a quick stock take. What's God asking you today just to dig deep and dig past, just to get in touch with his spirit so you can live and let it flow and have this love to love people Deeply, Can I encourage you to dig deep, to dig really deep? Because at the heart of who you are is God, and God is love, and he will give you the capacity to love people deeply. You have a new identity, and this is the message I feel God's got for us today. Dig deep. Dig deep. And keep going deeper. Dig deep. And to live in a deep way. You know, God, that's, that's, our, that's our maturity path. That's our Christian maturity path that can only be measured by love, really, the love we have for other people. You want to see how, that's not how long you've been a Christian before. That's got nothing to do with maturity. It's all about the love that you have for people, the genuine, sincere, deep love. Can I encourage you today to dig deep? Dig really deep.
What's going on for you at the moment? What's God asking you to do? What's he revealing? What's the discernment piece that you might have that by his spirit is prompting you just to dig past that? Because you can. With God, you can dig past anything. He, he can take you deeper. And here's what I want to tell you. Every time you dig deep, you will find love at your centre every time. Because at the deepest place of who you are, God's there. He's, he's with you in your whole life. But you get what are many places his spirit in you. You know that, that worry passage in the message phrases it beautifully. It says it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. You could phrase it anyway. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces resentment at the centre of your life. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces unforgiveness at the centre of your life. What is it that God wants you to dig through today and dig deep just to purely get to him and then to live like this this one-way valve where his love just overflows from you as you engage with people? It says in this passage in Peter, it says, So, because of all this, because you're cleansed, because we're called to live deeply with sincere love for each other, so get rid of all evil behaviour. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy and unkind speech. See, if you choose, which I think is a default position, to live a shallow life, this is probably how you'll live. And if anything, there's a lot there where, where people in our community will look at the church and go, look, that's all I see. Where we can live counterculturally and live with a genuine, deep love for other people. It's interesting. Do you know what deceit is? Deceit's like a deception. It's like a covering, trying to mislead people from the truth. And if you like, deceit can put a covering over your life to, to hide the truth about who you are. Hypocrisy is similar. It's actually you talk about what you believe, but your actions don't actually back it up. It also covers the truth about who you are. Where the truth about who you are is you're cleansed, you're a new creation, you're born again, it's eternal, and God's Spirit's living in you. Let's, let's, let's see, see people that. How can people see that in us? That's what I want people to see in me. My flesh gets in the way, but that's what I want people to see. What about jealousy? Jealousy is you want, you want something that you don't have. I tell you what, if we can get in touch with the Spirit of God in our life, there's no other desire that we would actually want to have. No other person, no other thing, because we're in touch with the love that God has for us in a very deep way. Unkind speech. Heard that passage, it says, the verse says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's the right way. Out of the overflow of your heart, out of the overflow of where God resides in your life, that's where speech comes from. Let it flow, I reckon. So, can I encourage you to dig deep? Me too. Dig deep. Dig deep into the foundation that God has by his spirit. It continues to say in this passage, it says, Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the 
full experience of, of salvation. You see, when we actually dig deep and get in touch with God and God is love, and we actually choose to grow who we are in God, there's, that's incredible to see what can God can do in and through us. That's a countercultural way to live. Jesus' words says this, All men will know that you are my disciples if you what? If you what? If you love one another. That is one of our biggest evangelistic strategies we could have as a church. We just love people genuinely, deeply, for real. It's the real deal. Is it easy? Mm, Not always. But when something's a calling from God, he gives you the capacity to follow through. I love this verse in Thessalonians. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and an expression of the love of God. May the Lord lead your heart, my heart, into a full understanding and expression of the love of God. What would that look like in your if you had a full understanding and therefore a full expression of God's love? Powerful. I want to ask you another question this morning. How are you growing deeper into God's love? How are you doing that? It can look different for every person, but what's the intentionality behind what you do to dig deeper into God's love and to grow that in your life? What is it for you? Sometimes it'll be a prompt by the Spirit of God where you just sense that there's some kind of flesh layer that you need to dig past. And sometimes language is really key. God's given us language for a purpose and maybe it's just like in the moment for the prompt of the Spirit, it's like dig deeper, Kev. Come on, dig deeper, Kev. But you can insert your own name. Don't don't say dig deeper, Kev. You know what I mean? Dig deeper. Come on, I've got to dig deeper. And you have the capacity to do that. If you've been around a little while, you know we have the tree of life as a discipleship model and there's kind of branches and a root system. There's three different roots that can go down. One of the the tap root is a deep spiritual life. How are you, if the tree is the analogy, how are you taking the tap root of your life and taking it deep into God? How are you driving that deep into his love? So that you can be like this tree in Psalm 1 that is just, it's just always, always green, always lush. You can do that. It doesn't matter what season's going on. It doesn't matter if there's suffering or joy or anything in between. You can be like this tree with a taproot that's deep in God. Is that my alarm to finish? Must be pretty close. Taproot deep in God. What are you doing for that? Yeah, God's word's powerful to tap into that. His words inspired by his spirit. Tap into it. Read his word. Journal some things. Have a prayer, a prayer kind of conversation with him through the day or a prayer walk or be on a retreat like some guys are this weekend. How are you doing that? What about deep spiritual friendship, being a connect group or a prayer triplet or just being able to connect with someone in a very real way? What about deep spiritual accountability, like a a mentor or a coach. Man, I really appreciate those relationships in my life. They help me dig 
deep. What is it for you? I hope you can actually walk away with a new strategy today, something different. I mean, to start and land this, the vision of our church is to see a community of people that is healthy and growing and what? Full of love. To be healthy and growing and to be full of love. A full understanding, a full expression. Can I encourage you to dig deeper? You have a new identity. Praise God. That's an identity of love. Because God's in you. If you're a believer in Jesus, if you're not, you can fix that up today. It's just a belief. Jesus was the son of God, still is, rose from the dead, paid the price of my personal sin. I don't know what else, other leg you're going to stand on. You have a new identity. You can dig deep and actually find that God is at the centre of your core. You, know, you can dig deep, you find there's gold there. You dig deep, you'll find like there's living water there. There's a living water that would refresh you but will also refresh others. You can actually dig deep and find that you're anointed, which is actually an oil term for the Holy Spirit. You're anointed with the Holy Spirit. And actually as you live, there can be this oil of, of anointing in the way that you live and people are touched in a very significant way. Sometimes they don't even realise why, but it's because you've got the Holy Spirit with you. And if you dig deep, people around you will be blessed. Dig deep. As the band comes up, I just want to finish with this verse from the message. It captures some of this. It says this. The Holy One anointed you. Praise God. The Holy One anointed you. And you all know it. Let it sink into your life. If what you heard from the beginning lives deeply in you, you will live deeply in both Son and Father. I've written to warn you about those who are trying to deceive you, but they're no match for what is embedded deeply within you. Christ anointing, no less. Live deeply. <coughs> live deeply in what you were taught. And now, children, stay with Christ. Live deeply in Christ. Can I simply encourage you today to dig deep, to be a deep person in God, to go there, to dig really deep and find that, yeah, I've got the Spirit of God living with me. And with that is a love that comes with God that's like nothing else. And from that place, I can live and love people deeply. My hope is in this next song as we stand in and worship him because of that truth, because of who he is, that we can right now just dig deep, just to dig really deep and to go there 
and to engage with God and allow him to speak into your spirit. And just let it come out. Let the love come out. Let the love come out in worship. Let the love come out in how you talk to people. Let your love come out in the way that you don't talk to people. It says you're present with people. Just dig really deep past any layer that you need to get through and to allow his love to overflow from your life. Father, I thank you. Thank you so much, God, that your love for us is way more than we would ever know. Lord, I pray that today that you'd help us to be a people that can learn to dig deep and actually live with the truth that we're cleansed. We have a new identity and our new identity is love because our new identity is you, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you prompt us by your spirit that each day you'd help us just to dig deep and to live on the foundation of love that you've placed in us by your spirit. I pray, God, that it be real, genuine, sincere, that we would love people deeply. Lord, in the challenge of that, I pray that you'd help us by your spirit, that you'd increase our capacity to love. And I pray, God, that we would see many people come into your kingdom as a result. So, Father, thank you for the love you have for us. Lord, even right now as we stand and sing, I pray, God, that you would help us by your spirit to get in, to dig deep and get in touch with your spirit living in us. Praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.